don't want to miss uh, tonight's message. It's uh, definitely one of those that uh, are of this day and age, what we need to hear. And so please come tonight and receive that. I want to preach along the lines of family this morning and help you out of Proverbs 22. Amen. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 22 reads like this. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let me read that again. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for who you are. I pray you bless this service and this message. Help families, God, amen, this day and age to raise their children properly according to your word. All this I ask you in the name of Jesus, all of God's people said, amen and amen. All right, I want to preach this morning on discipline, on disciplining your children. And I know that is not a, a popular topic. Last night at dinner, we were talking about this, amen, on disciplining. And uh, Gabby, who is uh, Leo's wife, they're pastoring over here on the west side. She is a child psychologist. Uh, and uh, the topic of this was, you know, brought up in conversation. And I want to help you raise your children. And so how many of here you were disciplined growing up? You know, check, test. All right, we got power. Wonder working power. Okay, so how many of you got disciplined? They beat you, the chancla, the, the belt, the, the extension cord, the sartén, everything, anything mom could get a hold of, amen. It flew through the air and it got you, amen. And so you still remember it till today. Let's talk about the need to discipline. Now, we're talking about our children. Our text is dealing with the importance of discipline. As a matter of fact, the Hebrew word that is used, amen, there in our text is the word kanak, which is to narrow or to initiate or to discipline. Now, children in our text, it tells us, need discipline not my little angel yes your little fallen angel needs your disciplining of him and so nowadays people don't discipline anymore they look at this oh no that's against the law i'm gonna get in trouble and i'm just gonna let my kid do whatever they want and you know what there's an importance amen to disciplining your child that you cannot ignore so much so that the bible takes time it talks about hell the dangers of fornication it's oh yeah spank your kids it mentions that in the bible for a reason because it is an important topic to discuss because god understands that there's a part within parents that says no, I can't do that to them. Uh, there's no way that I could discipline and not my little child. They're so cute. Look at them. You know? And it's like, but within them, uh, there's also a nature that says, uh, I'm going to be foolish. I'm going to do whatever I want. And whatever, I don't care. You're not going to make me. And that there's something within your little precious angel that, amen, has the ability to matter. You don't believe me? There's some kid probably biting another kid right now uh, in nursery back there. Uh, don't worry, mom and dad. They, they, they got it handled. But the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. In other words, they are the pictures that they are traveling on a path and the natural inclination that any human being has is to go down the wrong path. 
that they have the tendency to wander off. If you don't believe me, look at these moms that are trying to put their groceries away at the HEB, uh, and they're trying to watch their kid at the same time. What does the kid do? I'm going to walk out into the park where all the cars are going. You're like, no, 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 stay right here, stay next to me. They have a natural occasion to go where it's dangerous, and the picture is, is that your child doesn't know how to do right. Mom and dad have to teach them how to do right. And every now and then, when your mijo or mija wants to wander off to the highway, you got to say, hey, get back in line, get back where it's safe, uh, and it's up to you to help them be on the path that is safe. Uh, people who don't discipline or parents who don't discipline don't discipline because they don't understand the biblical implications that are mentioned of what can happen when you don't discipline your kids. You see, I believe discipline has gotten a bad name. And it's gotten a bad name because you had the crazy mom that was throwing sartenes at you, uh, that was grabbing you. And so we look at that and say, I ain't going to do that to my kid. Well, no one's telling you to beat your kid, amen, with an extension cord. That's not what the Bible is saying, but it gets a bad rap. I remember a, a buddy of mine, he's a pastor as well, that CPS was called on them because it was reported to their school that he had disciplined their kids. And so now they're visiting them in their home, uh, and they're looking at the home. He's a Christian, Christian home, lovely home, plenty of rooms for the kids. Uh, everything's great. Uh, but the investigators there, CPS, and, you know, and I heard, you know, we heard you disciplined your kid. And so then they're like, oh, yeah, we disciplined our kids. Well, you know, we recommend that you don't do that. And so he said, well, what am I supposed to do? And so the CPS said, you know what we recommend? You just... Just hug them tightly. Oh, so I smother them. I crush them. That's better than me uh, patting them where God gave them extra cushion. You know, uh, I'm just, let me crack your ribs real quick. You know, uh, and uh, that ought to be better. You know, and somehow that is, but the world has gone, amen, this bad picture of what discipline ought to be. Not only does it have a bad name, but I also believe that people just don't know why discipline is necessary or why they should do it. You know, I was having breakfast with my parents, amen, one weekend, and it dawned on me that they probably only spanked us because they were spanked. And they felt like, I, I, I kind of felt like asking him if they even knew why they did it because I thought that maybe they were just kind of doing what they knew what to do because that's what they went through. I remember my mom telling me that my dad, you know, tried to beat my older brother when he was a kid, uh, like the way he was beaten because my grandfather was real rough and tough with him. And so that he was trying to be that way with him. And my mom had to step in and say, hey, you're not going to be like that with him. You're not going to beat him because you got beaten. And so what we're talking about here today is not abusing your children or not doing something simply because you went through it. Uh, and sometimes you could just spank because you were spanked. The reality is, is that you discipline because you have the proper understanding as to why I'm doing this. I remember my mom throwing the chancla at us when we were kids. We'd be making noise. She's trying to watch her novella. And she'd say, Cállate, cállate, you know? And we're all little kids, ah. And she's trying to watch the novella. And she'd reach down and grab the child. And it was those old wooden ones with the tire tread, the Mexican ones. And Juacatelas, man, we take off running, you know? And my, my sister, she was the middle one, she was all skinny. 
and we'll call her La Garza. So she's all skinny. So we would just push her out the way. And she would always get nailed, man. I don't know how my mom would curve it down the, the hallway. But man, she just had like, forget Brett Favre, man. She had a sidearm. I mean, and she would always nail her all the time. Bam. See, discipline is not limited to the context of just confrontation. If your idea of discipline is get the switch, you know, go get me a branch and I'm going to beat you, and that's all that it is, and you don't understand what discipline is all about. Three disciplines every child needs to know in order for them to be on the right path. Number one, they have to understand that there's boundaries. Every child wants to know what their limit is. Did you know that? That's why your child acts up. They call it terrible twos. I say it's about one and a half. They start acting that way. Uh, and they start acting. You know why? Because they want to know, where's my boundaries? And if you don't take the time to say, hey, you're not going to bite your little sister, or you're not going to hit mom, or you're not going to do that. If you don't teach them boundaries, uh, then guess what? They're going to be a little bit crazy. They're going to be little, little monsters. You bring them to church and, hey, we need to talk to you. Your kid bit another kid again. You know, I, 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 but you have to teach boundaries to them spanking isn't just spanking just to spank spanking is setting the boundaries you know a kid doesn't understand logic you know it's funny you you, you see these parents out, you know out in public johnny you cannot do that if you do that then johnny's there you know he's like two years old he has no clue what you're saying he can't rationalize and have this logical, oh, okay, I understand the implications and the consequences. He's looking at you like, you know what he's hearing, Charlie Brown? That's all he's hearing from you, mom and dad. You know what? You know what they understand? Pain. Boom. Don't do that. Oh, you know? What the heck was that? That's called pain. If you act foolish, you get pain. And they understand that. That equals, okay, I'm not going to do that because that means pow, pow. And that is what they under, it's simple. But society makes it all difficult. Oh, no, no, my mijo, how can I ever do that? I'm just going to let them do whatever they want. And that's why they're spoiled brats. And all of society has to deal with all these chief flows now. Bear County sheriffs, SAPD, are dealing with a bunch of kids that have grown up that were never spanked. They were never taught there's boundaries. So they go up, think, I'm going to do whatever I want, however I want. And all of a sudden, now here comes uh, the police, and they got to spank them. And it's called the Bear County Cooler. And all of a sudden, they're being taught now as an adults, you cannot do that because they no longer discipline in schools. I remember my principal, man, he got me many times with that big old wooden paddle. They gave it to me at the end of the year one time. They're like, you had the most banks uh, here. You can keep it, you know. <laughs> Take it home as a reminder. Maybe you'll behave during summer, you know. And I, I mean, it's like now, I mean, kids act fools at school, man. Cussing at, 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 at teachers, at principals. There's no consequence. There's no discipline. Back then, man, you knew if you knocked off, man, you were going to bam, bam. They were going to get you. And so either you have to be better, you have to be slicker, don't get caught, you know. I mean, it was a challenge. It's like, man, I can't get caught, you know. Or you behaved because there was consequence. 
somehow you can have this mindset of boundaries. Uh, we want to put an electric collar on them like some perro, you know, and they were like, you know, it works on dogs. I'm going to say put that on your kid, uh, but a good spanking will teach them, hey, yeah, you're not going to do that no more. You want to know why your kids act up? They act up because they want to know how far they can go. They want to know. And I'm not saying that because they're being evil. They just want to know. They need to know. How far can I push this thing? Number two, you discipline them not only because they need boundaries, but because they need self-discipline. Chores teach children responsibility. I can feel kids right now. I rebuke you, Pastor, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Mom, Dad, don't listen to him right now. Uh, But you need to give your kids some chores. Say, you know what? You better have these dishes clean before your dad gets home because that station wagon pulls up. He's going to beat you. You know, you need to get your chores done. And you give them things to help discipline. Parents today don't hold their kids to, they don't hold their kids to nothing. You don't have them do nothing. They don't throw the trash. They don't clean their room. You do everything for them. They do absolutely nothing. And so you teach them absolutely no self Discipline. All they do is play games and eat Cheetos uh, and everything's orange everywhere that they're touching. uh, And uh, you do nothing. You don't tell them to cut the grass. uh, You give them nothing, amen, to discipline them uh, and have this self-discipline about them. uh, You don't make them do their homework or anything like that. They can get bad grades. Ah, it's okay, my Mikito's just right. And you know what? And you spoil them rotten. You have no understanding that you are ruining your kid. You don't discipline because you don't know what you're doing. Every parent here wants your kid to be a winner. Every parent here wants your kid to be successful. Yet not every child is being disciplined in this area. And you're setting them up for failure. I'm not saying you're going to go to your toddler and, all right, buddy, you're going to throw out the trash. You know, it's like, wait till a little bit older, you know. <laughs> Be sensitive to the situation. Number three, respect. I mean, you know, they need to respect you, the parent, and others. This is perhaps the most neglected discipline being imparted into children today. That's why teachers are having such a hard time. That's why school districts are having a hard time finding teachers. Because little mijo and little mija go to school, and they have no respect for their elders. I remember when I said this yesterday, and I knew you heard me say this, but I, man, I remember being elementary man and being in school. And, uh, man, I was, uh, we were outside, and they had little dots. You had to stand on your dot. And so there's little Oscar standing on his dot. And this kid was acting a fool, man. The coach is telling him, hey, behave. He's fighting with another kid, right, whatever, knocking off. And this coach, man, his name was Coach Purser. I still remember. I'm 44 years old, and I remember Coach Purser. Coach Purser comes, and he does this move, and he bends that kid over. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of years on earth, but I knew what that was. That means you listen to your elders, man. That's what that I stayed on my dot, and every other, like, 50-something kids stayed on their dot because there ain't nobody was going to disrespect Coach Purser anymore. Coach Purser said something to do. You did it. Okay? And I'm telling you, man, this stuff, it works. And it's mentioned in the Bible for a reason. It's there because 
there is a divine understanding of human nature and a divine understanding of what works. Let me ask you a question. Does your child respect you? It's easier to discipline them and get a hold of them at three than it is at 13. If you're not getting a hold of them at three years old, don't be wondering why at 13 they're cussing you out, swinging at you, and acting a fool. Because you didn't get a hold of them at three. Then you want to call the cops and try to get them to solve uh, uh, all those years of what you didn't do. You want them to fix. Oh, come over here and talk to my kid. Uh, they're throwing stuff. They're breaking stuff. They're acting a fool. Come fix my kid. Pastor, come fix my kid. No, it don't work that way. You had years to discipline them, but you didn't do it. And because you didn't do it, now you're left with what you have created. Listen to Ephesians 6, 1, 3. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Now, here's a warning to your kids. That it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. So the Bible says when you honor your parents, you have a nice, long life. But it says when you don't honor them, he says you don't live long. That's a warning to the kid. That's the Bible. Pastor, you're making it up. No, it's, you turn, you read it yourself. The Bible's giving warning to a lifestyle that you can live of disrespecting people and not having that part about you. Okay, I need to move along because I could hear people wanting lubies. All right, parents need discipline as well. You're not going to hear, ya ves, babe, what he said. Come here, toda la cacheta. You know, training requires a trainer. If you're going to train your kid, you need training yourself. You need to learn how to do this. So before I was able to train anyone in various fields that I was in when I worked in the whole field, I needed to go on, undergo training. They said, okay, we want you to train these guys how to do this. Do that, da, da, da. And so we need to send you to be a trainer. And so we're going to teach you how to do this. And so the verse says, train up a child in the way he should go. The verse is speaking to an adult, to a parent. Another meaning for train is to dedicate. And so let me say this, mom and dad, this is something you're going to have to dedicate yourself to. It's not, well, today I feel like disciplining my kid. Tomorrow I'm too tired. I don't want to deal with it. Just let them be. And no, 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 you're going to have to dedicate yourself to training them. So the hope that you will not give yourself to these results and somehow be discouraged because you don't immediately see them, but to have the hope and the dedication that you're going to press this thing through and dedicate yourself to seeing them become who God wants them to be. In other words, you're going to have to train yourself first and dedicate yourself first, and you have to give yourself to this. So Ephesians 6.4 you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord, the Bible says. So, not a lot is said about Joseph, but what is said, we must consider in Matthew chapter 1. It says he was righteous and an honorable man. Now, I don't think that Joseph was some random pick that God, you know, just, oh, just choose whoever to raise up my son, but he was looking for the right kind of man to raise his son. 
And so he purposely picked Joseph because Joseph had the discipline and the dedication to train Jesus to be a man. And he says, I'm going to show you how to be a man. And so when we read that someone is righteous and honorable, you have to ask yourself, am I a righteous, honorable man that is raising up, training up children in the way that God wants them to be? And he gives us example after example, Joseph being one. And let me ask you this, would God pick you to raise his son? Can he trust you to raise his kid? Would you be dedicated enough to train up his child properly? And the challenge to parents today is that is that you have to be a man far greater dedicated amen than our world is today because our world's not dedicated in doing it our, our world was to turn a blind eye three parental disciplines you're going to have to have number one mom dad you're going to have to have courage most parents won't ever do the hard part of training up a child and you know what that is punishment I don't want to do it. I don't want to deal with it. I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. You, you do it. I, I can't dare to, to punish my child. And there's your kid. <laughs> They'd rather believe some expert that says, oh, don't spank your child. All you got to do is just hug them tight. That's what you got to do. Okay, I, I, I'll listen to that. And you'll completely ignore what the Bible is telling you to do. Discipline them. Punish them. Do something about how they're acting. Listen to what the Bible says. Proverbs 23, 12. This is a good one to hang in your child's room. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge. Do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Put that nice scripture right on the wall above your kid's bed, right? And be like, things are going to change at home. I'm going to discipline you. You're not going to hack the fool around here. You're not going to change this atmosphere of this home by your knocking off. It ain't going to happen. I'm not going to allow. You know, I was firm with my kids growing up. You know, it's firm but fair. And I would discipline them. And, and now, I mean, they're grown. They're in their 20s. And I mean, look at me. I'm, it's funny. We're at dinner and some drunk came up to me and he's like, hey, man, I always look for the biggest, strongest guy in the room. And I want you to come arm wrestle my friend. And I'm like, you're really drunk because I'm not the biggest guy in here. I'm five, six with boots on on a good day. Amen. Uh, so anyways, I told him to scram. And uh, anyways, uh, but, you know, my, my kids are bigger than me. My son's taller than me. He works out. World's strongest man competition, all this movie. I, I still kick your butt, kid. You know, and, but you know, I, I don't have to. I don't have to chase my kids around with the uh, with the paddle anymore. You know, that respect. You know, hey, you're not gonna knock. Yes, sir. No, not, we're not gonna knock off. You don't. You don't do that. And I'm telling you because it works. You have to do it at a young age because when they're older, they'll honor you. They'll respect you. They'll, they'll exceed in life. They'll excel in life. They'll be somebody. And people will recognize that. You, they can take orders and, hey, yes, sir, no problem. I'll get it done. And, 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 and this is what the Bible says. You can train up your child this way. 
and they'll have an advantage in life. But you're like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. You're destroying your kids. And the Bible is trying to give warning to parents. Spanking is not something that is evil. It says discipline them. Have the courage to train them up. Uh, and you have to do it the right way. You know, I never spanked them because I was mad. And that's the mistake many parents make. Is you get mad. And you're going to beat them because you know what? You're communicating to your kid that I'm getting beat because I got dad mad. I'm getting beat because I got mom mad. She's crazy, you know? And uh, that's why I'm getting beat. No, no, you never hit a kid because, as a matter of fact, if they get you so emotionally charged up, you need to go take a break. Don't discipline your kid when you're emotionally charged up. Okay? You don't do that. Right thing to do is you bring them before you and you say, You're going to get spanked. You know why? <laughs> you know why I'm going to spank you? Why? Because you were foolish. That's why. Because this is what you did. This is why you're going to get spanked. Okay. All right, turn around. Boom, boom, double tap. Bah, bah. Ah, turn around. Ah, cry. Give me a hug. I'll tell them. I'll make them do what the last thing they wanted to do. They give me a hug. And, they give me, and I hug them. Because I wanted to let them know, I'm not doing this because I'm mad at you. I'm doing this because you were wrong. And I want you to know that I love you. That's why I'm doing this. My kids don't resent me. My kids don't hate me. My kids aren't bearing bruises and scars that I left on them because I was some uh, uh, crazy psycho swinging a belt. Okay, My kids, they love us and they respect us. Because when you do things the right way, when you have the courage to do it the right way, I want to tell you it works. Second thing is you're going to have to be consistent. You must provide an atmosphere from which they will thrive in a daily discipline. This is going to have to be every day. Not every day you beat them. Come here, I'm going to beat you today. Come here, I got to beat you again. You know, not like that, but every day they have to understand I don't get a knockoff because it's Friday. You know, mom and dad are going to take a break on Friday, and they're just going to let us do whatever. No, 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 no. That you're going to uh, be diligent and consistent on where the boundaries are at and what's expected of them and what they're going to do and not going to do. They're going to know that, you know, uh, they're not going to light the cat on fire. They're not going to burn the house down. They're not going to, you know, do this or that. That you're going to be steadily on them. And so in 1 Samuel chapter 2, we have the story of Eli's and Eli's a priest in the church, and he had wicked sons, and he did nothing about his sons. And God had to step in, and he judged them. These boys lost their life at a young age, and he literally killed their father. Hear me today, mom and dad. I want to give you this quick warning as I need to breeze through this now. Is that here's a man that's serving God, doing the will of God. He's out there, but he has kids that he doesn't want to discipline. You can come to church and feel like you're a man of God and you're doing everything for, for the Lord, but you do nothing about your family. You ignore them. And I want to tell you, amen, not only are you going to lose them, but it's going to cause you to lose your life because your heart's going to break when you see their destruction. And so don't somehow live for God and, and ignore your kids. Is that you have to stay consistent. Proverbs 13, 24, he who spares his rod hates his son. But he who loves him disciplines him promptly. That's one for you, mom and dad. You need to remember that. 
He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Third thing is you're going to have to have conviction. As parents, especially fathers, we are accountable. You will give an account for your family, sir, as a priest. If there is no man in the house, ma'am, you will give an account for your children. You have to understand that you have been entrusted with human lives. And you will stand before the Lord and the Lord says, what have you done with what I trusted you with, with people? Were you accountable? And you have to have that conviction that one day you're going to stand before God and you have to speak, give an account of why you did what you did or why you didn't do what you did. Matthew 18, 6, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone was hung around his neck and he was drowned in the depths of the sea. That is Jesus speaking. And he says that because these little ones are trying to come to him uh, and you have these adults who say, no, 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 stay away from Jesus. You don't want to get all up on him. Don't, don't take this all serious. Uh, and he says, you cause these little kids to fall. In other words, he's bringing adults to account for kids' lives, for new believers' lives. Uh, but the picture of that is he has these kids that are running up to him, wanting to go meet him. And he says this, you give an account for the little ones. I've heard many excuses of why people won't do the hard part of disciplining their child. It doesn't work for me. I believe it's counterproductive. Studies show my parents did it and it was all wrong. And look at how I am. I got this twitch now, you know, because they hit me too many times on the head. And all the while, amen, you watch your kid going down the wrong path while you entertain all your little excuses as to why you don't discipline your child. Listen to me, beloved. Loving discipline works. It stimulates tender affection made possible by mutual respect between parent and child, and it allows God to be introduced. It permits teachers to do their job in the classroom, and it allows society to thrive. When you have children, when you have parents disciplining their children, and as they grow up to be adults, societies change. But it starts at home. I close with God's promise. There's some lifelong lessons that we can learn from this. It says, when he is old, he will not depart from it. As a parent, you must win the battle of the will, even though it seems like they're not getting it. I'll get parents come to my office, and it's been going on for years. And they'll tell me, man, I feel like I beat my kid. Like every day I'm having to spank them. I was like, yeah, because they're strong-willed. You have some kids, man. They're stubborn. They're just like you. <laughs> they're, they, got, they got a will, you know. And they're, I don't want to do that. And I go, bam. And, and man, I like I'm spanking them every day. Yeah, but you can't let them win. It's like, who's going to win? That little 20-pound kid or you? And it's like many times parents give up and they let the little 30-pound kid win. And now this little... 20, 30-pound kid is in the back. I want McDonald's. Well, we're going to go to, you know, Row House. I want McDonald's. Okay, we'll go to McDonald's. <laughs> Por favor, man. Are you kidding me? That's, that's the way you're raising your home? Where your child is the one who calls the shots? You take, callate, and you throw something to the back. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know that. He said, no, we're going to go here whether you like it or not. They're going to act up with it. You take it to the restroom and pa-pa. He said, I'm not going to eat. Well, don't eat. 
Don't eat. Starve yourself. But you're going to let them win? Can't let them win. Understand that if you train them now when they're older, the Bible says they'll always remember. That they'll be at school, they'll be in front of their bosses, and they'll remember, I can't act up. I'm here on time. I do my job. And I function. I'm disciplined. I'm dedicated. I'm respectful. I'm all these things. Why? Because my parents put this into me. And if I don't, then there's consequences for that. And I'll tell you what, man, these are lifelong lessons your kids will never forget. Our kids make their own decisions. You can raise them right, and they can come out wrong. But the reality is they could never say, you didn't do the right thing. They could never turn around and put the finger at you, mom and dad. Say, well, you never, you know, you never did this, you never did that. I remember the day my parents told me, it was, I was like sixth grade. They're like, my dad told me, you know, you look, get, get a little older now. We're not going to spank you anymore. Man, that's when I turned into a lunatic. In other words, they say, we're not going to discipline you anymore. I don't believe you got to be spanking your 18-year-old. Uh, but I didn't know you could uh, hit them where it hurts. Like, Give me that phone. <laughs> like you beat them. You know? Give it over here. You're not going to have it for a whole year. <laughs> you, can, you can hit them where it hurts. But I'm telling you, man, when they get older, they can't say, well, you never did it to when my parents stopped disciplining me, man, that's when, man, I just went downhill. The hope for the lost child is this. There's parents here. Perhaps you did your best to discipline, raise them in the house of God, and yet they're not here. The hope is found in Matthew 21. But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterwards, he regretted it, and then he went. I want to tell you, when we're talking about lifelong lessons, you do your part. It doesn't matter if your kid is strong-willed and stubborn, and I don't want to do that. There's something within them that as they get older, they regret it. They regret the way they acted and say, you know what? Okay, I know what to do. I'll do it. I'll fix it. And they will. They will. They eventually will. I grew up in church from the nursery on up. I mean, they had me, and I was raised nursery on up, Methodist church. Uh, went to all kinds of Bible studies and uh, vacation Bible studies in the summer and camps and all kinds of stuff. My parents did their best to train me up in the house of God. And then they stopped disciplining me, and I just went crazy, started acting up. And, uh, man, I just got lost. I just uh, became a teenage parent, dropped out of high school, hooked on drugs and alcohol, and I threw my education away, threw my youth away. I threw uh, whatever. I didn't even have a real relationship with God. It was my parents' relationship with God. I stopped going to church uh, when I was still at, at school before I had dropped out. I mean, all these things, I just threw it all away. And I just dove myself into the things of this world, just dove all the way in. But you know what the amazing thing is? Is that when God saved me, September 24, 1999, I'm 21 years old now, completely wrecked my life, broke my heart, broke other people's heart, a son growing up without his father, I mean, filled with hatred, and just tormenting my mom and dad, my family. It's just, I was a lunatic. And I remember when I got saved that day, that Bible study, God saved me. First thing I did was go home and apologize to my parents. It's like I realized 
just the crazy that I was and what I was doing to them. And I, I, I could tell you, all they wanted is their mijo to stop misbehaving. They would have never thought that their mijo that was a lunatic, cokehead, drunk, uh, loser, high school dropout and stuff, that he would become a pastor, a preacher, tell people about Jesus, lead them to Christ. They would have never thought about it. All they wanted to just stop, stop living the life that you're living. We trained you better than that. And yet God saved me. And the first thing I said, Mom and Dad, you were right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Because they did it right. I want to tell you, that's what you want. Your kids, they're like, oh, they're like, you want them. But God, you get a hold of them, and they will come, and they say, God, Mom, Dad, you were right. I was wrong. I'm going to do what's right. I know what to do. You've already, you've already put it in me. I will do that. Amen. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Discipline works. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is older, he will not depart from it. I want to tell you, Mom and Dad, so much... Oh, the weight and responsibility lies on you and I. But the wonderful promises of God is that he will help us.